Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I'm the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 22. Our recap will be given by Keith Craig as his character, Gunter Block. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Keith? Thanks, Tom. Uh, compose my thoughts before I go to bed. Uh, strange uh, being in the writing down what happened in the dreamlands before I go go to sleep again. We continued on our investigation of the murder of uh, Prince Nimbus. We uh, heard the scream of Madame Bonneval and went rushing to her her cabin. Though we found the door locked, but Theodore quickly broke open the door, and to our horror, inside was a hideous creature made made out of amethyst. It was a uh, human sized but had uh, crab-like eyes and pinchers. It had uh, Madame Bonneval uh, trapped, trapped, and we tried to uh, assist. Doctor Gabriel grabbed a uh, a crowbar and hit, and hit it. And I, I unsuccessfully looked around for a table to try and push it away from away from her. Henri showed up and was able to ask Mimi to quickly subdue the creature. The tentacles came out and, and gra- grabbed it. Even though the uh, shards of amethyst were piercing her the tentacles of Mimi, she did not seem to mind. Uh, Madame Bonneval then started laughing at when the creature grabbed the heart-shaped box that she, she had. And when he opened it up, he, there was no ruby inside. Apparently, this is the ruby from the story that, that the dark sorcerer had been, been seeking. Madame Bonneval was oddly thrilled at the failure of the dark sorcerer's creature in the attempt to get the ruby, even though we tried to say that her game had cost the life of uh, Prince Nimbus. She did not not care because of her pain from losing her daughter to the dark sorcerer. Any time she could torture torture him was worth it, no matter what the collateral damage. The creature was unable to speak to us, but we were, through pigeon we were able to somewhat figure out what what it was doing. It apparently its body had killed Prince Nimbus, but it had been ensnared by the dark dark sorcerer and so it killed prince nimbus not not of its own accord we decided to put the uh the creature into a uh, a prison similar to the madman on the train and then we thought we should get all the passengers together and let them know that the uh the murderer was uh found it was at this time that we noticed that Marinmar was nowhere around we went went back to the uh to the creature's cage and Marinmar was was in in there back to his normal look apparently the amethyst creature is his normal look but he looks more like a human when he's around us he said that that he was being possessed by the dark sorcerer and that he that he doesn't know when it could take him again when we when all things calmed down, next thing I knew, I was awake on the Orient Express as we were arriving in Milan. Getting out out at the station, I was quite surprised to see that the station had uh, large piles of rubble stacked up. Asking around, we found it was due to the uh, 
fascist Il Duce's new policy of trying to improve the train stations to help the trains run on time. Hmm. We'll see how that works out for him. We're uh, quite glad to see that Catalina had arranged our hotel rooms for, for us. However, we quickly ascertained that she had, she had gone missing approximately two days ago. We went to the uh, opera house where, where there, she was set to perform. Uh, she had reserved us uh, seats, actually quite wonderful seats, third row center, but uh, no, one, uh, no one had seen her. Once we, we were able to uh, show that we had known her and were friends, we uh, were able to get an address to her house. And when we went there, we were greeted by her housekeeper. Housekeeper informed us of what, what had occurred. Apparently, Catalina was exiting the train with her companion, Ricardo. And she uh, went and over to an Alfa Romero car and uh, got, got in. We called Ricardo and he said that he saw her talk with someone in the, in the black black vehicle, which, uh, but he did not see who it was. Sadly, a black Alfa Romero is not a unique car in Milan. In the evening paper, we found another article talking about an automobile bill worker who was killed. He was a union organizer. At first, I would have uh, just written this off as typical uh, labor strife. But it seems like uh, since, since we've got involved in this foul business, there aren't any coincidences anymore. I had the most wonderful night's sleep, but some of my companions said that they awoke in the night and they heard a soprano singer singing away in the alleyway and that they swore it sounded like Katerina. They went out to find, find her while Dorian and I enjoyed a, a restful night's sleep. They they went out, out into the, uh, the plaza, and other uh, people were hearing her too. They approached a, a wall when, she, when her voice stopped. Whoa, Catalina, where are you? So we'll, we'll take it from that exact moment. You're all standing outside. The, the last echoes of what sounded like Catalina Cavallaro echo around. There's other people out there, too. People have been looking for her. People were in distress. Um, where is she? Um, causes quite a stir. So everyone else um, heard it, too? It wasn't just us? Correct. I mean, not everyone, but people who were awakened. Yeah. yeah. They've come outside, too, some of them in their night clothes. The uh... When the singing stopped, did it stop uh, at the end of a phrase or more abruptly? Did it sound into it, it? It stopped at the end of a phrase. She was, in fact, singing uh, uh, Ritorno Vincitore from uh, Aida, the same piece that she sang for you on the, uh, on the train. So yeah. you're familiar with it. Nevertheless, it, if she is singing on the street and missing in the middle of the night, there must be some urgency. How do we get around this wall? How how tall is it? Uh, it's about ten feet high. There's like no really way, way to scale it, but I, there's I, probably I must... other other alleys or something might get past it. Well, I'm I'm a very small man. Somebody could lift me up. 
Sure, I can do that. I'm relatively strong and help lift you up. I think we were together too. Okay. Um, do a do a dex roll just to see if you guys make it without hurting each other. Forty six is a pass. And here we go. A forty eight is a pass. All right. So you managed to hoist uh, Doctor Neruda up. Um, Dr. Neruda, as you get to the top and you can see over into the, and it's basically another alley uh, with buildings very similar, you know, going off into the distance, um, you notice a number of people that are coming and going. A couple, a few people have come into the alley themselves and started to walk down towards the wall, but they probably heard the voice as well. Um I- I have a quick question, if I may, if I'm going to interrupt, Tom. Aren't we still inside that uh, cross-shaped, like, arcade building? The Galleria. We're still inside that, right? So it doesn't, there can't be that long of a distance for the vision, right? Because we're still technically indoors. There's just that roof, and we're in faux alleys, you know, right? Or am I thinking wrong? Well, there are alleys, I believe, that lead to the outside. Okay, um, so just like that entrance that's near the uh, the chapel and the and that large courtyard in front of the chapel, there are other entrances for oh, the other. Yes. Yeah, okay, so of, it can the, the whole the, go out the ends of the cross are, are wide open. It's okay. All it's right, really considered a covered market as opposed okay. to being inside. I, I guess in my mind, I was thinking that there was what maybe one or two, but everything else is like closed off or something. Yeah. And so, okay, no, it's right at the heart of the city. So, okay, apologies. So you don't see, I mean, you see people. Um, you certainly don't see Catarina Cavallaro standing there taking applause. I'll, I'll ask somebody while I'm over the wall. My, you heard it too, didn't you? Yes. Where is she? Oh, do you speak Italian? Como? I speak, I, 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 well, I speak, I speak Spanish, which shares quite a lot of vocabulary. Somebody who speaks Spanish probably responds and they say, they say, we heard, but we don't see. Um, By this time, there are probably a number of gendarmes or police that are are moving into the area, maybe even a couple of black shirts wanting to see what's going on. Um, They tell everybody to go back to bed. You know, go back to bed, people. You shouldn't be on the streets in the middle of the night. They, they genuinely seem like they're just trying to keep the peace. Uh, Neruda, do you see a way across from up there? You can see that if you left the Galleria and came around the side, you'd probably find the alley way back there. Too. Yeah, we, 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 we would have to leave the Galleria to, to get around. But the, uh, the, wall. the fascists are on the scene. Yeah. And no sign of her at all. No, it's like like a phantom. She's vanished. Could she have been singing in a window or something? There are quite a few windows. She could be. She could be. Do a spot hidden for me, Dr. Neruda. 24 is a hard success. You do notice... One thing, it, it 
at that moment, it doesn't really register. It's not surprising to you. But it did look like there was a rather large rat or maybe a uh, possum scurrying down the, uh, the alleyway. There's that's here. doesn't seem so unusual that in a city you'd find rats. Right, right but that's that's fairly large though. Yeah. But huh. is there a while this is going on, I'll try to make my way around to the left or to the right to get up to where Dr. Neruda is. Okay. Well, like I said, it's like a 10-foot wall. So you've you've hoisted him up to let him see over. Okay, there's. So I was just sort of looking for like, is there a staircase? Is there some some way to get up there? Maybe there's a you know oh, maybe anyone? there's a uh, a uh, fire escape um, on the side building that you might be able to get up and get a look over the wall. Okay. Uh, if you do that, that's fine. You still only you don't see much, and yeah. by the time uh, you've done that, people are starting to disperse. And the gendarmes are saying, "Go to okay. bed." Nothing's happened. People tell them, but they don't. They don't believe. <laughs> you know, they didn't hear it. They didn't see it. People seem very disappointed as they go back to their rooms. Yeah. And we can't all have had just the same hallucination. No, it was distinct enough to get uh, me out of bed and downstairs. Yeah. Might it have been a good quality recording? No. Uh, I have never, if they have this technology, I have not yet heard it. It was so, it was so clear, Theodore. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a connoisseur of the opera. I've listened, I've listened to her recordings numerous times, but that sounded like she did live on the train. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm just trying to think if she's being held captive, the chances of her captors letting her sing is she, highly unlikely. She finished She finished the song, Theodore. She finished the phrase. She wasn't choked off. No, exactly. Like That's she reached a natural point. conclusion. It's like the, you're the, saying that she is that she's not being held against her will. Is that what you're well, saying? Theodore? Well, yeah, it, it would seem if she was being held against her will that her captors wouldn't let her sing out, giving her position away. That's a great risk that the captors would take. And then secondly, she sounded so calm and natural. If someone was kidnapped, they'd be scared and you'd hear that in their voice. They wouldn't be singing uh, uh, you know, they, there would be nervous sounds, tension in their voice. So it, it sounds, that's why I was thinking a recording, because it sounded so, the, so the, good. Theodore, we, we've encountered plenty of strange things already in our, in our journey. Yeah. Realities Theodore's, overlap. Theodore's observation, though, does sort of ring true. That was not a woman singing uh, in distress. She was clear and beautiful, the sound of her voice. It might so be that she was singing because she wished to be identified. Uh, or, I, I, and I'm assuming that everyone's come back because yeah. Dr. York stayed at that balcony and he was going to try and keep a bird's eye view 
but never saw anything. And then uh, everyone came back. And uh, so Edison said, so you're right, Gabriel, we have experienced so many strange and unusual things that I think it's even possible that this could be some kind of mimic that mm-hmm. could be imitating Catalina. Or or she's in a situation where she's not fully aware of the circumstances, so to speak. Yeah. If she if she isn't somewhere else, if she is in like that Duke's little puppet theater that we entered, for instance. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows where she is? Yeah. If she's fully in our reality. Or aware of oh, the starting to sound crazy. Well, I mean, it was not very much earlier we were attempting to solve the murder of a royal cat. So uh, the circumstances lead us to, I think, peculiar ideations. Uh, I'm, for one, and since she has vanished and the authorities are here, I'm going to try to get some sleep. Maybe we will be back on the train in 20 minutes. I don't know. I mean, that train, not this train. So, do you all return then? I do. You return. Yes. Uh, Gunter and Dorian are sound asleep, snoring away. Uh, never woken up by the, the noise. The noise outside wasn't great, so except for the singing. Uh, so you all go to bed. The next morning, um, you are awakened by the pleasant smells in the uh, hotel. Uh, They're serving a a, a wonderful breakfast for the you know people who are in the hotel. Um, and you head downstairs to discuss what you're going to do today. Oh, wonderful night's sleep. Well, you you missed a little <clears throat> excitement. Oh, I did. Yeah, mysterious. Uh, I, do you know, uh, you've traveled to Bithablock. Um, yes. is, are there possums in Italy? Possums? The uh, uh, big rodent in America? Yeah, with uh, the tail and the funny eyes. If, uh, let me look at my uh, natural world. If there is, I have not heard of heard of them. No. I don't I don't believe so. I, I stumble in. I uh, seem to have my voice back, my fellow compatriots. Oh. You sound very good, Herr Dombrowski. Oh, yes, I must have caught some kind of virus or something. I do not know. Uh, it has been a shame. I know I know the local language, but so I might be mm. Dorian, so, yes. do a listen roll, Dorian. Do a listen roll, okay. As you're walking through the restaurant, joining them and sitting down. Uh, that is a fail. I am too focused on that. Okay. <laughs> He's doing little scales with his voice. It's so nice to hear himself. Uh, uh, Dr. Mimoda, could you explain? Uh, could you describe again the rodent you saw over the wall? It was It just something about it seemed odd, but... I I know I know it's it's a little strange to point out a rat in the city, but it's this was big. My God. Whatever it was. No. 
hurry. Like, You're like, also with said, the people around and, and, and lights. I mean, they like the shadow and... Uh... Wouldn't surely going to be a possum. Not a thing really around here. What Dr. was it doing? Dr. Naruto, do a um, do, uh, knowledge roll. Oh, four. Nice. So as I mentioned, there were other people coming around in that alley on the other side as well. Uh, you spoke to one of them. Um, that rat uh, was running along, you know, between the wall and the, you know, of the building side on the side. And as it ran by, it ran by um, like an old man. And as it ran by the old man, you could see the rat in comparison to the size of the man's foot. And it was pretty big. It was cat-sized for a rat, which is why you thought of a thought of possum. Yeah, possum sounds about right. Just you... yeah, a very a rodent, a rodent, a cat-sized rodent of some sort. Hmm. That is odd. Did you see where it, where it went? Where it disappeared into the? It wall just seemed to be out? running down. Hmm. We could go Toward, look towards the exit of the. Uh, yeah, we could go looking for it, I suppose. But uh, it's we... just it again. It's just it's just these things that are out of place. That voice, her voice, and now this rat. Yeah, ordinarily I think twice about it, but like you said earlier, Doctor Neruda, we have experienced some very strange things, and this might yeah. be worth looking into. Indeed. But uh, we could be, uh, I don't know, trying to locate <laughs> this thing might be a more of a wild goose chase, but there might be some form of trail. It must have left some trail of some kind. A wild giant rat chase. Do hmm. uh, yeah. we, uh, our only purpose, is, particularly in Milan, is uh, the Sedef car. But it does not seem a coincidence that we should meet this diva on the train and that she goes missing like this and then sings to us in the middle of the night. There is some relation. Yeah, um, if, if my, if my to, thoughts... I was, I was about to ask uh, uh, here, Doctor, uh, trying to remind myself, the Sedefgar, the simulacrum, um, we... We need to remember that that is paramount. Um, and I have no doubt that there is some sort of nefarious tie between it and what has happened to uh, Miss Cavallaro. Do we have, I'm trying to remember if we have any kind of leads that we should be following up on in Milan as far as the simulacrum is concerned and if it might better suit our resources to divide out and some of us focus on on uh, the mystery surrounding Miss Cavallaro and some of us focus on the simulacrum. Yes, we we there we know that a piece of the simulacrum was sold to somebody who lived in Milan. Yeah, that's it. That was a long time ago. So and we suspect I think it would be the right leg. But oh no, I don't maybe not. We don't know what order they are. So no no real design on which piece, but that there may have been a sale of some sort. Um, 
There is a uh, woman. She looks like she's maybe in her late 50s. Uh, she's talking with friends at a table next to you. Um, she suddenly turns and she gently says in Italian, she says, um, excuse me, um, you're talking about Caterina Cavallaro. Did you hear the song last night? See? So if, if, if Dorian's the only one who can understand her. Oh, um, no, they, I'm fluent. Oh, you, yeah. yeah. You, you a little. Yes, more water, please. She, um, she turns back for a moment and she hands you the newspaper. Oh, uh, thank you. She'll hand it to uh, whoever, Dorian. And uh, on the front page, you see this. What do we have here? Um, Cavallaro's disappearance. Too many, too many tragedies. Arturo Toscanini, music director of La Scala, announced today that Aida would open this evening with understudy Filomena Di Martina appearing in the title role. Toscanini, in response to comments regarding the ghost voice of last night and other reputedly unnatural occurrences, said there's no substance to these stories. They are mere gossip and old wives' tales. Paolo Risconti, the props manager for the opera, told a different tale. We thought our troubles were over, he said, when the costumers curse ended with the preparations for either, but now the bad luck has moved on to the set itself. People are being injured or falling ill, and props are disappearing. Where will this end? Tonight's performance is booked out, but the opera is scheduled over the next four weeks. My goodness. Hmm. Why are things are afoot here? So did you hear it, she says. Yes, yes. Yes, as did we. We don't know what it means. It's odd. Maybe some kind of warning or a sign that I don't know. I don't know. I mean, have any of you think it's think it was out by now? The book by uh, Larue, The Phantom of the Opera. It almost seems like <laughs> that's a good point. That I'm is wondering. a very good point. Yeah, it's just oh. coming to mind seeing those large rats or that large rat if. If it's going into some sort of sewer system, like maybe the Phantom of the Opera, I wonder if her voice echoed through something like that. I think we should look for maybe some sort of maybe sewer entrance where it's scurried off to. It's it's worth at least a look. It is worth a look. And that is a big, this, a big uh, point. This Toscanini fellow concerns me a little bit he is the one who hosted who hosted the party where she failed to attend right yes now dr neruda you would know that arturo toscanini is a very very famous director conductor conductor uh herr dombrowski ask i my italian is not is uh, lovely as yours. Has the lady ever heard of this costumier's curse before? She shrugs. She says, I, I have no idea what he means. No. Maybe that is uh, something we can look into, I guess. It might help some insights into... Uh... Uh, what comes to my mind is that we are looking for something like an artificial limb. 
and uh, were better to hide something than in the props of the opera house where they have heads and torsos and costumes and things. And it's very true. Hidden in plain sight. It is uh, it's a good maybe way to this, hide things. Maybe this Paolo Risconti will talk to us, although I'm sure he's very busy with opening night. And we have tickets tonight that are very good seats. Oh, yes. We but, should watch out for uh, falling actors. Exactly. I don't. I kind of. I feel like we we should try and speak to some of them before the performance because I don't really want to sit for a performance and it all go to um, shit. But that would if, as unfortunate as that would be, Dorian, seeing it ourselves might give us a, a better sense of what exactly. Is going that's on. True, but, uh, that's mm. true, but is it worth a risk if someone could get severely injured? I don't know. Well, also, their, their injury would occur regardless of whether we're in the seats or not. That's true. In fact, I, I'm quite skilled at uh, in stagecraft and seeing spotting. Exactly. That's why I think, Gunther, if you could, maybe we got you some we came up with something to look around and maybe you could see something that others might not if there is someone or something missing with the opera like this phantom um we can maybe you can help figure it out and the sewer system is not a bad idea they usually run a sewage tunnels run under all main and I'm also a very capable tracker and hunter. I could probably follow things quite well. Exactly. But I see where you are coming from, Gabriel, as well. But regardless, it will happen, and we should sit through the performance. I know, but... I'm sure that understudy also is very talented, but we wish to recover Diva herself. Yes. This Cavalero is a rare talent. Um, so do you think perhaps uh, a, a few of us should see if this uh, Paolo Risconti will talk and a few of us will go on the great rat chase? Yes, and I think maybe me and Theodore shouldn't be together considering we are the more native Italian speaker. Yeah, I can speak Italian to the rats in the city. Well, if... if, if... If Theodore wants to accompany me and look into this this rat creature, and the four of you want to go to see if anybody will talk to you at the opera house, I think that seems fair enough. I can't imagine that Theodore and I will be in much danger on the street. Uh, I, I and I don't know how much help I could be at the opera house. I'm I'm very keen on maybe. Uh, going to the university and see if there's any records of this sale of a of the simulacrum. I, I'd like to try and do that research if possible. Do you read Italian? It all the records may not all be in Italian, but there may be a research assistant that could help me. That's true. That's true. I don't. I don't feel comfortable with you going alone, but. Doctor, uh, I have some Italian also, just not as much as these two. So perhaps I will go with you to the library. And then me and uh, Block go and Damn. see if we can influence. 
say infiltrates the place. Have a look around. And now that we've split the party three ways, how about we all go somewhere by ourselves and split it six ways? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way we can lose. Okay, so let's, let's see if I got this now. So Dorian and Gunter are going to go to the opera house. Opera house. Opera house. Uh, Neruda and Theo are looking for a uh, rat creature rat. from last night. Maybe a, we are we are we are street walking. We are okay. going around looking at stuff. street walking. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a great way to find information. Pick up rumors, you know. And Roland and Ed are going to uh, University of Milan. University. Okay. All right. So the hotel, I mean, the uh, the restaurant that you're in is fairly busy this morning. Uh, now that the woman next to you guys said something, Dorian, you can hear that quite a few people are talking about the events of last night. They heard the singing in the street. and People are both, both curious, uh, uh, a little upset, uh, still very depressed because she's not going to be there. At least the newspapers say that she's going to be replaced. Um, people are not happy about it. They're very much about the opera and about you know, fashion and stuff like that. And so this has upset the whole city. Um, as you all get up to leave and you start moving towards the door, um who goes out uh, who goes out the door first go out maybe two by two looks like dr has in there okay i'll i'll join yeah dr york so dr york and dr theodore you you step out um who's that doctor he works for a living oh (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't even I don't even work for a living. <laughs> Theodore and Dr. York. Yeah. You go out first. Who next? Oh, I will go uh me and next. me and Gunter. Okay. Dorian yeah. and Gunter, and then Gabriel and uh uh Dr. Uh, Kurz. Uh as you step out, there are a couple of little uh marble steps leading down to the uh the plaza. Uh, which is inside the, the dome of the class, and there are people milling around. Dorian, as you get to the bottom of the step, you're not sure if somebody tripped you or if your foot just stuck um, to the pavement or you stepped on it wrong, uh, but you go down, you fall. And when you fall, you you twist and you land on your left arm and it hurts like hell. Been around and help uh, Dorian immediately. Yeah, he calls sure. out. I well, just swear in Polish. <laughs> it's got that feeling like when you bang your elbow on something. Oh. The, the sound of the sound of someone in pain is is my is my siren. So I I uh, rush over to see if there's anything I can do to help Dorian. Uh, Neruda, Roland, did one of you trip me up? No, I I, I didn't. Ah. <clears throat> um, Doctor Edison, do a just do a first table. 
We were behind him. Did we see something on the step? You didn't. Extreme success with a zero eight. You realize that he has slightly popped his shoulder out of socket. And you very, very quickly and painfully, but quickly, uh, you pop it back into joint. What's uh, which, your favorite color? Which hurts, yeah, <laughs> like hell. But it, it then softens after that. But it, it aches for the rest of the day. Mm. Good thing you weren't uh, planning on doing any climbing, Dorian. Oh, that sounded awful. Oh, what the... Oh, wait. What is going... No, I, I, maybe I just... No, I... I don't know, maybe I just slipped, but it felt like, I don't know. Hmm. I thought someone tripped me. Well, Dorian, you've spent an awful lot of time with the statue arm, haven't you? Uh, yes, I basically be the, the, the owner of that. I don't know, I guess I keep an eye on it. Keep it close to me. Just uh, I don't we'll, hold it in my sleep. We'll, no, don't. We'll, we'll put an ice pack on your shoulder tonight, and <clears throat> I believe I have something in my bag that I can give you later after dinner that should uh, help you sleep and ease some of the pain. But uh, just take care of your arm and be careful today. Don't worry, it's not the first time, but this that I have had a shoulder pop out. All right. So let's start with uh, Roland and uh, Dr. Edison, doctors, doctors Kurtz and Dr. Edison. Um, you head over to the University of Milan. I assume you catch a cab, which takes you over there. Um, it's a beautiful university, um, very old, older than United States universities. Um, it's got a lot of charm to it. What would you like to do? Um, I'd like to see if the, the assumption is that they have a expansive library and I want to see if the, um, librarians, if there's any like students who could be available, uh, for research and, um, just, you know, being a, a research assistant, to us if there's kind of like you did in, in paris kind of like we did in paris uh, although you know uh, more hands-on you know we'll actually be with them today i don't foresee this being an extended thing like we did in paris more of just like hey for a few hours could someone help us uh read and look at things and 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 uh, just kind of help guide us since this is you know we're strangers in your town okay oh go ahead and do a luck roll Oh God, do I have to do it? Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Oh son of a biscuit! I thought, oh my God, awesome because I saw the double lot. Oh, but then there's the third lot over there. Uh, why did you have to insult him like that? Yes, <laughs> I, I picked up the pie he was having for lunch and smashed it into his face. No, you tried to say something nice in Italian, and what you actually said was, uh, your mother's a whore pig. 
<laughs> is that right? Very, very good. Yes, very good. Um, you uh, you search around. You ask around. You ask in the in the place, and um, they inform you that this is probably not going to be right. But they inform you that right now the students are in the middle of I don't know, midterms or whatever would be going on in January. January and there's break. just, just nobody, nobody available to uh, assist you. Um, they try to assist you. What, what are you looking for? I have a couple of variations of the name Jean Avert, Jean Avre, that we have seen with the different spellings. Uh, we, we believe there is some, someone purchased something from this estate in Mil- and brought it to Milan may be cataloged as antiquities or possibly uh, spoils of war. We can show you the section, but there's, you know, half a million volumes in this library. So um, I don't know if this helps. We're around 1712, I believe. Let's uh, roll up our shirt sleeves, Edison, and see what we can find. Okay. So That's you realize, idea. you realize, but why don't you go ahead and do a, a, a D, 1D4? Uno. Okay, that's good. After about an hour, you become frustrated. You You're looking at this stuff and you're thinking, well, these are just these are just library books. These are things that, you know, these aren't records of sales or anything like that. Um, and they're not French or German or anything like that. They're all you know, Italian stuff. And they don't seem to have anything to do with anything outside of this part of Italy. Mm-hmm. Um you think it's a dead end, or at least it's something that's too obscure for you to, you don't know what you're looking for. In, in speaking with the librarian and kind of trying to vaguely talk about what, you know, cause we don't really have the information I think we need in order to have a more effective uh, search parameter, but giving the librarian the kind of vague parameters that we have, does the librarian have any suggestions on other places that we could do this type of research? Is this a city hall kind of thing? Is this a church records kind of thing? Any guidance on that? Um, they would suggest uh, if you're going to find anything about that period in that place, you probably should go to the uh, uh, Bibliothèque Nationale de Paris in Paris. They they wouldn't know why anything like that would even be in their records anywhere. And you also get kind of the impression that I'm a librarian, I'm busy, and I can give you a vague direction of which aisle to go down to get to a section that has stuff related to French chateaus, but finding it could take weeks, months. It might not be there at all. 
here, Doctor. I'm afraid that I may have sent us down a rabbit hole, a dead-end rabbit hole. We will pick up some excellent Milanese coffee and think about uh, how we find who is buying strange effects in the early 18th century and bringing them into Milan. Excellent suggestion. Yeah. Do an idea roll for me. Just a regular. Actually, I think I have an excellent idea. I have a hard idea. Okay. Well, as you're sitting there and you're going over this, you, you look back over your previous notes. There's nothing that says anything about a sale that, as you recall, uh, Genovar's property was raided and the pieces were broken up and scattered. So there's no reason to believe there would be any record whatsoever of it. Yeah, but we, previously this Raoul Malone was moving things. Sometimes. I, I just, I have to believe that these pieces, if they are, if each piece is as insidious and evil and corrupting as the arm that we found, then we should hopefully find evidence of strange occurrences, unexplained deaths, a weird phenomena that we might be able to trace and then find something at the at the heart of those instances that that may be the simulacrum. Yeah, well, this is maybe also that would, like... maybe that should be our next uh uh avenue of of research is something weird phenomena of some sort local myth and legend you know of you know within the last you know century or two well this is why also uh Balkan and Debreski are looking at the costumier's curse at the opera house yes 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 maybe we'll go and find a millionaire's coffee near the opera house and meet up with them Good call. Um, okay, we'll say too that on your way back, uh, since the opera house is just on the other side of uh, the Galleria where you guys are, if you wanted to freshen up, but where where you arrive, you arrive next to the Duomo, the big church. Um, it is a spectacular building. Do you want to go just check out the Duomo, just you know, have, kill some time before coffee? We are also tourists as well as investigators, and uh, the other we don't want to crowd the other two. So yes, let us see this. Yeah, let's do it. So there are people milling in and out, but they've kind of roped off an area so that if you're a tourist, you can kind of walk around the you know, the inside of the church without disturbing people who are actually there praying. And you do notice that there's quite a few people praying. Uh, who's got the better Italian? I have Maybe a little. A little. Okay, do, a, do an Italian roll. 
All right, I can spend to make it uh, 19 points, which seems dear. That's a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do that. So what you get is you do notice that a few people have little pictures of Katarina Cavallaro, and you maybe can pick up that name occasionally. So they're saying prayers for her, her recovery. Um, and as... I I'm pretty decent in Latin. Is is there anything in Latin that's engraved uh, or you know, um, you know, in yes. stained glass or anything like that? Too? Yeah, there's probably Latin all over the place. Okay. Um, uh, that's all Bible verses and and the same names of saints and stuff like that. Nothing particular. Um, the dome is huge. It's beautiful on the inside. Uh, since you guys are sort of in the tourist little area, um, one of the priests notices you guys conversing back and forth to one another in English, and uh, he comes up and introduces himself. Uh, um, good, good morning. I'm Father uh, Angelico. Uh, you're from, uh, I think, uh, England or maybe the United States. Dr. York is, yes, American. I am I'm, English. I'm yes. working there as well. Uh, English, <laughs> oh. sorry. Oh, good. Um, uh, what would you like to know? Uh, I, I don't get very often to uh, to practice my English. Um, oh, it is so very good. You're, you speak like a natural. Thank you. Uh, but let me, let me show you around. Uh, uh, and he proceeds to give you a little tour talking about the age and the beauty and the icons and the, the stuff. Uh, but then after a bit, he, um, he begins to express a little bit of, I don't know, a little disgust at the Melanese people. He says they, uh, they've, they've just begun to give up you know, their devotion to God, and they seem to be devoting themselves to you know, musicians and uh, and singers as if they were truly important people. Um, it's, it's not right. Things, things should go back. People, people when they are not in distress are, are uh, not very good Christians. Yeah. So, Although also, you know, many of the beautiful works are devoted to God. Uh, this beautiful structure is bad in reverence. Uh, maybe the most beautiful singers also, it is God's gift, is it not, that they are sharing with the world? Well, perhaps if she wasn't such a whore, <laughs> which he says in too many words, the woman's not a pious woman. Why would she be pious? She has her life handed to her with, with gold and silver trays. And, you know, she she's like the harlots of old wealthy and uh, popular, but not. we don't see her in church unless it's some sort of show. Yes, well, she will have to uh, stand before God at her time and, and atone and, and, and make amends for each of her sins. So, And the conversation kind of goes in that way. And if he sees that you sort of have sympathy for this... Uh, performer 
then he kind of loses interest eventually in you. Uh, uh, actually, you know, part of uh, part of Doctor York's belief is that each man must prove himself in the world so that he can stand tall before God and earn his place in the next world. So I feel like Doctor York is going to be uh, ideology ideology wise more aligned with the uh, with the priest. Well, you get the you get the symptoms. So the priests like this probably think that it's much better when the plague is raging through Europe because then everybody comes to church and and I, I want to try and see if there's uh, any you know is he aware of any um, strange uh, historical uh, events in Milan that that uh, you know at different time periods maybe even something as far back it was at seventeen what was the date there were seventeen twelve is. But also, we we have reason to think that the peace came here more recently. His so, his yeah, any kind of anything that's unusual that may be a a tone to uh, uh, an act of the, of you know the devil or you know some kind of you know been mistaken as a as a miracle of some sort. Do a psychology role. Oh. There's no way. Yeah, no, no, no. Too big of a margin. It's it's hard. It's hard reading somebody in another language as they're speaking. You know, and I mean, he's trying to speak English. It's it's difficult to read mannerisms. But um, he doesn't have anything specific. But he says the Milanese people are all superstitious. And superstition is is wrong, and it should be done away with. But people spinning around on the uh, on the mosaic in the Galleria as if uh, they're going to get luck from uh, stepping on the bull's <laughs> ball. People yes, uh, yes. people thinking that there are uh, you know that that luck is uh, there's no such thing as luck. He would say it's people are uh, not unlucky. People are just victims of circumstance and. People people believe all sorts of nonsense, especially, you know, about that, uh, you know, uh, tonight is the grand opening of the opera. And uh, and he says, I, I'm a priest, but I, I do enjoy the music. I, I'm not speaking against the art that's created. It's beautiful, but it's uh, the opening night is always a travesty. Hmm. Yeah, well, from what the paper said this morning, I am afraid you will be proved quite right, Father. It's it's all just, but, 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 um, entertainers are just a ridiculously superstitious lot. Mm. You know, walk under a ladder and the world's going to end, or some stupid thing like that. Did someone from the opera come to speak to you about the costumier's course? No, but uh, you, you're, I, I don't really know what that is, but I'm, I'm not surprised. They have curses here and curses there, and yeah. it's, it's all a bunch of nonsense, you know. And that's about all that he has to say. Um, all right. Jenny uh, Flecked, make an offering to the poor box. And, do a uh, do a spot hidden as you're as you're leaving. Do a spot hidden and a luck. Uh, 
and a luck roll. Yeah. God, you hate me. Uh, damn, missed the spot in by two. I'm not going to spend the luck because I'm already, I'm hugging single digits. And uh, new 98 on the uh, luck roll. Okay. How'd you Bad do? spot hidden, good luck. I'm sorry, say that again. Bad spot hidden, good luck. Okay. All right, so we'll do we'll do Doctor Rowland first. Good luck. Um, as you are moving towards the doors of the cathedral to leave, um, you notice three old women. Uh, they are dressed in black. Uh, they are all of them holding little pictures of Caterina Cavallaro and candles, and um, they are saying their prayers. Uh, obviously desperate. Um, that only seems odd because, I don't know, little old ladies praying for entertainers does seem a bit odd. Uh, people younger, people you know, who are more involved would be the ones who are doing most of that. Um, And they're and they're just there. You see them, but they they seem kind of like a striking trio of women. Um, they, and they have photographs uh, as if cut from a newspaper, or do they have little cards? Little, little framed, little framed pictures. Mm. Little, little, probably not expensive, but little gold frames. They look you like see, the same picture, all three of them. Yeah, you see how you're quite the priest is jealous. There is a cult of personality around our friends of the train. Mm, yes, indeed. Um, and Dr. York, as you are stepping forward, the the support of the church has these massive pillars that hold up the thing. And you're walking. Yeah, one of them falls on you. No, not even if you roll the triple zero. Now, as you are walking by one, you notice uh, a man. Uh, he's an elderly man. Uh, he seems to be leaned over, looking at something on the other side of the pillar. Um, he's an old man, but he's immaculately dressed, you know, in a very nice what we would say an Armani suit. I don't know if it was Armani back then, but a very nice suit. But he seems preoccupied with something around the pillar on the ground. You're going to have to walk right by him. Okay. Older, like 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 a senior citizen? Like, yeah, you'd probably say mid-60s. He's very thin. Uh, he has a full head of hair, though, uh, and uh, a silver beard. Okay. Um, as I'm Seems walking, like you would be very dignified. As as I'm walking past, um, using Latin, uh -huh. I'll I'll kind of softly speak and just gently touch and say, uh, you know, excuse me, sir, is there anything I can help you with? Are you all right? When you say that in Latin and you sort of gently touch him, he uprights himself very suddenly, as if you startled him badly, and and he's like, oh like this. And when this happens, you don't know if something falls out of his suit or if he drops something that he was holding and you didn't see, but it's like a little jar. And the jar hits the ground and shatters. 
And uh, he looks at you in surprise. And uh, he says, oh, 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 excuse me, like this. And he quickly turns and walks out, pulling himself up dignified and, and walking out uh, with the glass shattered on the ground around you. You look mm-hmm. down at the little jar that he had, and it seems to be filled with grubs. Goodness. A very strange thing to bring to a church, I would say. What was he looking at? Yeah, look past the pillar. What was he looking at over there? What comes around the base of the pillar, eagerly going after the grubs, is a very large-looking rat. What? It snaggles up some of the, uh, the grubs and greedily eats them down. It looks up at you for a moment, but the second you move, it startles and it, it runs. It runs under some of the pews and it's out of your look. It was a big rat. Roland, Roland, did you see that? So, uh, I think it was Gabriel's rat. Uh, I hope there are not many this size running around the city. In broad daylight, no less. Does this man come to feed a rat from a little jar? Why would he? Is there a hole for the rat to have come out of in the wall? Mm-hmm. It's just uh, all marble around you. Uh, I mean, except the pews are, are not marble, but. It didn't chew through that mar- marble it, wall. It, it scurried away, probably right under the legs of some of the parishioners that are praying. Yeah. Maybe we see wait the, for a moment and hear, listen for screaming. Yeah, we'll see the wave of people going, oh, and kind of yeah, hopping up. No, nobody seems to react, or maybe nobody notices they're too busy praying. Uh, if we step outside, maybe we'll see this man running away. Yeah, the let's see man. if we can find him. All right, you step out, but there, by then there's too many people. Uh, you find it difficult to notice him in the, cra- in the crowd. Uh, all right, let's jump back then to. Uh, uh, let's do uh, 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 Naruda and Theo. Okay, you uh, you head on. You're you're going towards. You want to see the sewers. Um, yeah. All right. So you notice that there are small grates that lead down to the sewers, which is where water in the streets would probably flow. Um, You see a few of those down that alley as well, but you don't see anything in particular that would allow a rat that size to get in and out. Um, Do a 1d4 roll again. A 1d4 roll? Yeah. This isn't applied with my tracking or anything, is it? No, just a 1D4. Where the heck's my 1D4? Dirty, rotten 1D4 hiding on Okay, I'm going to do a 1D6 and re-roll a uh, 5 and 6. A 1. Okay. So you, for about an hour, you look around. You're trying to figure this whole thing out. You finally start asking questions. And... um, you're, after an hour, you're informed by somebody that the sewer system in Milan is the old Roman sewer system, and it's not very large. You would have to crawl through the sewer system. Um, 
if you mention the whole Phantom of the Opera, you get you get some laughs. It's like, no, if there's some gigantic cavern or secret place down there, then people would know about it. It's it's a nightmare of uh, small tunnels and aqueducts and things underneath there. Um, so that doesn't seem like that there would be anything like that. But big rats, not normally. And there are rats. There are rats everywhere in the world. But what but you're describing doesn't sound like a rat at all. It sounds like a cat or a, yeah, maybe an ugly cat. Is there, can I, it's not that long since it's been spotted. Could I try to track it at all? Or? It's uh, cobblestone. So there's no, there's no place you'd see footprints or anything but like that. While we're out looking, going to that place on the other side of the wall, what actually is there? Is well, it cafes? You is it residence? The... You realize that the the shape of the Galleria is basically an arch dome with a glass roof on it. So as you're coming towards the end, you're, you're on a long part, but you're in an alley going this way. That wall is corresponds more or less to the side of the Galleria. Um, so for some reason that was bricked off. Maybe there were traffic problems of people walking in and out. Maybe there was some other reason. They're not all blocked off like that, but it is just more buildings, residences, shops, just like you'd expect in a street. The gallery itself is the way it is because somebody at some point wanted a uh, covered place to go shopping, but not a building. It's uh, just covering over the top. So you don't find any, you find restaurants, you find little shops. Things like that. But is there any, and there's, I don't know, now that we can get down in the sewers, but are there any like grates or anything where such a large rodent could appear on well, the street? I mean, at first glance, you would say no. But then again, rats have been known to squeeze themselves into little holes and, and oh, things yeah. like that. So maybe. Their skulls are, but then, yeah. It could have just been a rat. It was so big, though. It's a big rat. As you are in that alley and as you are looking around, you suddenly start to hear some noise. And the noise, it sounds like a crowd of people. It gets louder as you're in there and the sound begins to echo. And walking by at the end of the alley on that street over there, going by, um, at first you think, is it some kind of little parade? Uh, because there are people with uh, signs and banners, and they are chanting something in Italian, something about uh, unionizing the uh, the Alfa Romero plant, and uh, it's it's a it's a protest. And they're, they're saying something about um, a name that seems a little familiar to you. Um, what's the name? Uh, it sounds like um, Ennio Spinoza, which was the name you read in the newspaper, the guy who was murdered. Um, 
it's becoming a protest. And and the the with my basic conversational Italian, I can hear that they're they're upset about his murder. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're quite upset. They think that the that the anti-union people murdered him because uh, he was outspoken against uh, uh, in favor of unionizing at the plant. So it's it's given them impetus to become a little bit more. Uh, uh, aggressive, which very soon as they're going by, you begin to hear police whistles. Um, you imagine that black shirts are on the way to start beating, beating them down. And this could be a dangerous place to get caught. Are you? Yeah, right we're, we're for yes. We don't want to loiter. But the Alpha is the Alpha Romero plant. How expensive are Alpha Romero's? I think it's a fairly expensive car. And I mean, Catalina was last seen. I mean, somebody with an Alfa Romero. I wonder. I mean, the owners of these plants of the Alfa Romero plant, I'm sure, might be able to have large enough connections to the opera, or at least, huh? Yeah, I patrons. Worth- patrons of the opera would be wealthy. Yeah. I wonder if it's worth. Not now, given that the um getting seen in association with them when we have more work to do in Italy will not put us in the good graces of the powers that be make our lives incredibly difficult. But if we could just look after they're scattered and broken up, I wonder if we can find one of these protesters and talk to them. I like that after the authorities. Yeah. Okay. Um, so are you going to stick around in the alley while this is going on? No. Is there like a little thing? <laughs> I don't want to be so close. We could or, if we, or, if we duck in, if we, or if we duck into a cafe. and look we duck into a cafe or a shop. Oh, yeah. We could get a nice, fine Italian suit. Nicely. Sure. Because that, 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 under, <laughs> that, that underscores the situation where a bunch of tourists are like, let's do some consumerism while the... Uh, unionizing workers get beat up outside that makes me feel that makes me feel good (laughs) is that your ploy do you want to go in and and get fitted for a suit sure actually i i've got a a decent spending level with me usually so okay so that's a good ploy let's say there's a little tailor shop you go in there um it's very, it's a very sophisticated shop. So when you walk in, um, you get some raised eyebrows because it's like, um, oh, what are you wearing? You know, <laughs> I should be wearing actually a very nice suit, though. Yeah, it's probably an American suit, though, which is, you know, barely, barely acceptable. <laughs> um, you quickly find out that the price of a suit would be quite expensive. Uh, they could do a fitting. They they will charge you for the fitting quite a lot, and the suit won't be ready for a few weeks. You know, they've got the backlog, so this will be a, the best suit you've ever owned. So whether Actually, you want to go to that kind of trip, you don't you don't expect to be here in two weeks. Well, could I have it shipped? 
yes, you could have a child. I, I would actually like it. I, I think this would be fine. I, I need to add a nice okay. Italian suit to my collection. You going to stay there with him, Dr. Neruda? It'll Which take would... probably about an hour for them. No, I, so while Theodore is doing that, I mean, I want to look. I want to go looking for, again, after, when I, when I see that the, the protest has been broken up, I'm going to go see if I can find one of the protesters okay. and, and talk to them. So you managed to get one of the protesters who's not bleeding to death. Um, uh, they, he's got some scrapes and bruises, and he's come down the alley to sort of hide as the, uh, the protest is going on. Um, he says, please, please, my friend, uh, uh, you, you hide, hide me or, or keep me away. They'll, they, 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 they'll know that, you know, I'm one of them because, uh, obviously I've been, uh, been be it, be it, my shirt is ripped. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll actually let him wear my cardigan sweater thing here as we sit at this cafe oh oh yes yes now i look just like a a tourist oh what uh where where are you from uh me i am uh i'm from argentina ah i thought you had a slight accent yes um do you know what's going on in our town i i've i've heard some something of your of your troubles um yes one of our one of our comrades one of our union comrades mm -hmm. um uh ennio spinola uh he was uh murdered we believe uh the police won't release the body um which is just terrible i mean he's got a wife and children uh, they want uh they want to bury the body but uh the police won't I don't know what the fascists have done with it. Now, this is why it's in my opinion that, you know, all such police institutions should be abolished. Well, we need to get paid properly. They, they use us almost as slave labor at the, at the, uh, at the plant. And I, I mean, I knew, uh, uh, I knew him. So, you know, he was a co-worker. Uh, such a shame. They uh, yes. you know, stabbed him in the back. Literally, I, I assume, as you said, said murdered. Yes, they found his body in the alleyway by the factory. I don't know why he was there, but... He might not have been there to begin with. Somebody grabbed him and, and murdered him. Do you Love believe that it is the police or the factory, the uh, the, the the capitalists? I believe it's the uh, the the non-unions. Probably the 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 head of the factory or or someone like that. Or if it wasn't, I don't think that they would dirty their hands directly, but they would hire somebody to do it. They're trying to frighten us away, but we're not going to be frightened by this. Uh, that's 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 comforting, comrade. One should not let them 
but we want them to we want them to find the person responsible and bring them to justice that's all we want now i if you don't mind who who are some of these these parties that would be interested in, in union busting, whether they be the, the head of the fascist police, whether it be the owners of factories, do you have any any names? I the the people in my my anarchist publication back in Argentina that I write for would be quite interested. Um, oh yes, in yes. hearing of your story, and and he gives you a list of names, um, none of which mean anything to you, but uh, still write them down. Yeah, you've got them all written down, and he says, "Yeah, they're they're probably one of them, or they're they're all responsible, really. We just want fair. What's fair for us? By now, Theodore probably comes out and finds you. It's uh, it's it's a shame. I I I need to get back now. I have a family as well. We all have families. It's our families we're caring about in this." Thank you. And he gives yes. you back and, your. Yeah. And say, oh, and if if I was interested in learning about, um, you know, the the capitalists who who buy such absurdly expensive um, cars that you are exploited in order to make, uh, who could I get that sales list from? They're all. They're all they're all like it's a like a boys club you know they've got money they all hang out together they uh they support one another and they exploit all of us um he gives you more names but uh nothing in particular i mean nobody like no names of the people that were at that party like the opening opera party i guess we don't mm. or Okay. Um. Yeah. No. No. no nobody recognized, right? Okay, but at least at least we have it. So when we do start coming, if we come across the name, we might those, be able those to. rich people are all in league together in some sort of uh, evil squish the squish the common man, then take over the world venture yeah so that is why why we as a proletariat must unite against them thank you comrade i'm, I'm glad i could help you and he he dismisses himself yeah goes, goes mm -hmm. away. right let's jump over then to uh dorian and gunter uh you go to the opera um the opera is the the doors in the front are closed of course um uh there are uh there are, the booth uh, selling tickets is still open and you can see that there's quite a lot of activity going on through those glass doors in the theater um they have rolled out a red carpet in the front they've brought in uh, potted plants to place around the front so it's very it's a it's a gala tonight, you know. They've got red uh, velvet uh, ropes and things like that. Um, 
and there is a lot of activity going on behind the building. Oh. Well, uh, don't uh, maybe we should start uh, behind. <laughs> why? Why not? Why not see what uh, kind of uh, materials they're bringing bringing in now? And if people ask, we say we're here to see um, the prop set designers in correlation to the disappearance. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we could just say we're from the Arcane Society investigating. Uh, you know, here to debunk curses. That is true. <laughs> That's a perfectly valid one. The best lies have uh, kernels of truth in them. Exactly. Okay. So you head around back, and um, there are people coming and going. Some of them look like they are uh, possibly actors or you know people in the opera. Um, a lot of them are in work clothes. Uh, you can hear hammering going on inside the building. You can hear things being moved around. Uh, but there is a single door. And uh, sitting next to the door is a gentleman uh, behind a table. And he is just checking to make sure who's going in and who's going out. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, are they? Uh, is there an area where we could talk to some of the people carrying the stuff in and out away from that door? Door checkers' uh, vision. Yeah, I mean, you can see people coming in and going out, uh, moving. Mostly, uh, it looks like hardware and uh, pieces of wood and things like that. However, they look very busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gunther, we could just take a direct approach and speak to the uh, the watcher here. But let's let's do it. Uh, I will have to. I don't speak Italian, so I'll just have to follow your, your uh, lead. Yeah, well, anything you want to say, I can translate over. So if uh, I am, uh, if I if I'm not doing so good, you can uh, tell me what I should. And I can translate. Of course, of course, of course. So there is a very small line of a few people going in. Um, when you get up to this man, he looks up at you and he says, uh, he says, so where is your, uh, where is your tag? Who are you? Uh, sorry. Uh, we, we do not actually have a tag. I am uh, Dr. Doyen Debrowski and this is uh, Gunther Block. Um, we are. Doctor. We've... Yeah. Okay. Um, did somebody call for a doctor? Is uh, uh not that kind of doctor. Is uh, uh I think uh, Selena told me this morning that she was not feeling well. Um, not feeling well. I have um, some. Um, I have some minor medical knowledge. I'm not that kind of doctor, but I can. I don't understand what. Who? Who are oh, you? Yeah. Why are you here? Who are you? And you're, he looks over at Gunter. Uh, we are uh, from uh, the Arcane Society of America. We are here to uh, write an, an article, and of course, being translated through Dorian. Oh, you're you're uh, with the press. Um, where's your no, press? Where's your press uh, badges? Not. I wouldn't say we're press. We, I wouldn't say we are press. But uh, um, I, I don't. I don't have a time for this. We've got too much to do today. Go, no, go we, inside. Yeah, go inside. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you. We're, do you know where Risconti is currently? Oh, uh, he's beyond the main stage, uh, getting okay, things thank ready. You. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, was, you, step, you step inside, and um, Dorian, um, as you step inside and you're looking around, this backstage area is like a surreal nightmare. There are bizarre, giant papier-mâché sculptures, and there are the what looks like a sphinx, and um, there are wagon wheels, and there are a thousand things that you could trip, fall, and hurt yourself on. Um, and add to that dozens of people carrying these things, going back and forth, and putting things in place, and um, it's definitely dangerous. It's also a maze. Um, knowing where to go is not obvious. Hallways are three feet wide with people going up and down them and carrying stuff. And you can see that it goes up at least 150 feet with scaffolding and and uh, people walking around getting things ready um so you step inside do a uh do a luck roll okay let's that is a fail okay so i'll 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 give you the same thing a 1d4 Okay. Uh, that is a three. A three. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> you are walking around, and just when you sort of think that you are getting somewhere and heading somewhere, you have the realization that you are stepping through a door. You're, you're coming through the door and you are on the second balcony up above. You can see the stage. There it is down there. There's people walking around setting up some sort of elaborate Egyptian style, you know, set and all that with the curtains open. But you thought that you would be at stage level and you're two, two levels above that. So okay. somehow you've, you've gotten twisted around, okay. turned around. Gunther? Yeah, but, but and is... and you're going to wander around for a good three hours oh. <laughs> before you finally find that's a little exaggerated, but you wander around for about three hours before you finally somebody you know you're asking somebody and they say, um, uh, "Paulo is right over there," and he points to who should be Paulo uh, Risconti, and you see a guy with a. a thing in his hand and he's writing on it and he's telling people don't move that there move that there that's got to go there so go ahead you know you you found finally found it after wandering that, about that took far too long Gunther. i get oh. the feeling that we are not safe here have you seen how how dangerous it is here? Uh, yeah I, um but, anyway. but, yeah what a mess uh, i go up to palo bonjour um, buongiorno. Um, who are you? 
Uh, I am uh, Dr. Dorian Dabrowski, and this is Gunter Block. Uh, doctor, yeah, uh, Celia said that she was not feeling good this morning. Um, just let me finish, oh. please. Um, I I can see to her. I only had some minor medical. But we're actually with the Arcane Society. We are here um, to look into uh, this costume's curse. We've heard oh, about it. What? Oh, 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 you saw, you saw in the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, yes, it ah. piqued our interest, and uh, we are mutual, mutually. Uh, uh, are are you, you're with, you're with the press? You, you want to you do another article? Yes. I, yeah. you, nobody yes. ever talks, nobody ever asks the people working here. They, they, uh. They want mm -hmm. to talk to uh, Toscanini. Uh, Toscanini is a, a phenomenal man, but uh, you know they don't quite have the same insight as people who work here day in and day out. The, Toscanini uh, goes home at night, and he, uh, exactly. he enjoys exactly. uh, the backstage. Of you, the backstage crew are the unsung heroes, the behind the scenes. You are. The thank you, thank you. Yes, we are. You're this aware. is this is our opera. Exactly. exactly. And um, I can also look at your friend who you said was ill, if you require. I know some basic medical. Ah, oh, good, good. But uh, but before that, uh, you know, you uh, you want to talk to me. You want to ask me. I am going on a coffee break. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Oh, thank you. Come follow me. And he takes you over, not off the stage, but over to the side, and he snaps his fingers, and they bring him and you some coffee. Now, what do, what do you want to know? Oh, well, uh, um, go, on to go ahead, and I will translate. <laughs> uh, first off, we'd like a, a little little history on this uh, this curse. Uh, what, when, when did it, it first occur? Uh, and... Uh, does it come in waves? Get get worse near opening night, or uh, is it, or is it more of just a consistent? Well, I think um, I think the first hint that we thought there was something wrong about six or seven years ago, and it seemed to be that the the uh, the ladies that do our costuming, uh, they're all the way up on. The, the top floor in the uh, kind of in the back backstage back corner. Um, they just, we had a very large turnaround. A lot of them, you know, one after the other would get sick. Uh, they'd have to be replaced. Um, it just, just a great deal of bad luck to the point where we kind of made up that it was a curse. Um it's only now that we are approaching that, and we've we've had many, many, many operas in the last six years. He says, but uh, it seems that only now that we are preparing for for Aida, that uh, the curse seems to have lifted at least off of that area, and now Caterina Camalaro disappears. Oh. And yes. so we begin to wonder if, if you know, we've had some accidents and things like that. If the curse is moving mm -hmm. down down here to the stage area, it's mm -hmm. very strange. But uh, 
the the ladies that work upstairs it's uh, it's been very bad for them mm. i can i can imagine especially going through a big turnaround because there's a lot of pressure on you backstage well it's it's not honest. you see that it's a bit of a maze it's difficult oh. Uh, oh. to get around oh the, yes yes it is indeed the area up there it's it's hot it's where all the heat goes, so it's a hot room. It's full of cloth and sewing machines and costumes, and mm-hmm. and they they work there, and uh, it's it's very hard hard oh, for them. I can imagine. And uh, what what type of uh, symptoms are were they uh, experiencing? Oh was- well, um, I think that two that left us in the past few years died of tuberculosis. Oh, um, well, mm. consumption, I guess I'd call it. Yeah. Um, mm. um, uh, they seem to have, uh, they seem to pass around the same sort of cold all the time. They're mm. always uh, coughing and wheezing. Mm. But now they seem to be, their health seems to be improving. That's well, interesting. Um <laughs> But just away from the curse briefly, um, what is your uh, opinions on Toscanini and uh, oh. Cavallaro? Um, Toscan- Toscanini is one of the greatest directors of all time. And Cavallaro, my God, what a few, oh. beautiful and, voice. Oh. Uh, she, she does indeed. But Toscanini, off the record, this is off the record. Anything about, any anything... Uh, well, he's a he's a director, so he's got his he's got his own. Uh, you know, he likes obviously he's a director. He wants things done his way. We exactly. try to accommodate that. It's it's not a problem at all. But he's a, he's a f- phenomenal man, very talented, very you know uh, has great insights into music. I once uh, I, I I heard a story about him one time yeah. that. Okay. Just before a concert, a major concert, uh, he was approached by the bassoon player in the orchestra. And he told Toscanini, Toscanini, I have this terrible problem. The A A flat button on my bassoon is no longer working. It's broken. Mm. And Toscanini closed his eyes, looked up into the air for a moment, and he said, it's okay. You don't play that note during this concert. Oh. He had memorized every note of every player of every instrument, and he knew that he wouldn't have a problem because he would not play. That's the kind of genius he is. That is a master of his craft. Wow. wow. Uh, um, this kind of, you say, uh, this was it Selena? It was ill? Was it Selena? Or? Oh, yes. One of the, uh, I think that she's a supernumerary, but uh, I think, uh, maybe not. Maybe she has a minor singing role. Um, I, I don't know exactly where she'd be at the moment, probably down in the, you know, uh, doing a little bit of rehearsal downstairs. If you go all the way to the basement, that's where the, uh, uh, just my, my brain just went dead. Um where all of the uh, uh, rooms with the uh, the stars and the opera singers and stuff mm-hmm. they're, they're preparing. Um, I'm sure she's down there somewhere. Do, oh. 
do you know? Oh, well, we will discuss this after because I'm sure my uh, Gunther here has a few more questions for you. But um, do you have like a, can you point us in the right direction? Because there's oh, yeah. a maze around here. But, he uh, takes you, he takes you over to the wall and he says, it's very simple. And uh, he points to a, a, a blueprint that's been pinned to the wall. It's in Italian, but you can read it in English. Ah, yeah. And he basically says, yes, you go down this stairway and across there and down here, and you'll find the stairs there, and you go down this. And it's like, oh, my God, it is a, <laughs> it is a maze of buildings. Uh, but he shows you where the... Uh, where the dressing rooms are. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't look complicated to navigate at all, but um, thank you. Uh, uh, before we continue, uh, Block, do you have any more questions for? Uh, so you said you said that uh, recently there's been more injuries. Or would you say that the injuries were occurring slowly, moving down from the upper floor? I don't know. You know, it's. Huh. Maybe it's a silly superstition. We are we're all very superstitious. Oh, I I I understand that. We do I'm understand a, that. I, I'm a state I work on the stage stage also, so I Ah, uh, oh, then you know you know yeah. what it's like. Oh yes. Yes. You know you know the two words that you should never ever ever say to anyone in this I, place. I, I do, that's why I won't say them. Yes, don't say them. Good. <laughs> Um, well, I, I have to get back to my work. I understand. Um, tonight is going to be, uh, it's going to be ruined. Oh, you think? Ruined? Well, it's always the first night. The first night is always the best night to see the opera is the second night. That oh. is very true. And I have tickets for tonight. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you couldn't tell you should oh, know. Where, where are you sitting? Uh, third row center. Oh, very nice seats. Very nice. Yeah, you should yeah. be able to see everything from there. I, ho I hope so. <laughs> yes, I hope. Uh, Excellent. It will be interesting. So, um, is that what you want to do? You're going to go down to the basement? Yes. yes. I might only have some medical, <laughs> but I want to go. And... All right. Well, we'll do this kind of quickly. So you go down to the basement. Um, it is indeed uh, uh, the same sort of maze, rickety stairs, things like that going down. Once you're down there, there are a series of uh, fairly large, long rooms uh, that are all mirrored on one side, and there are little desks there with makeup and costumes hung on the walls, and there are people who are, they're not exactly getting ready for the opera yet, because it's not until tonight, yes. but they're going through their things, they're looking at their, their, their music, and so forth. Um, a few of them are somewhat scantily dressed, uh, because it's kind of hot down here. Um, but nobody pays any attention. And it's Italian. Yeah, it's, it's like they're actors and actresses and singers and, and so forth. 
So you eventually find uh, you find uh, Selena Furlan. It's her name. Awesome. And I mean, what can you do? You you do first aid or medical, whichever you've got. Yes, I just want to ask her how she's feeling and if I can. Uh, what is wrong? And then she seems to have her. a bit of a chest cold. Okay, that is not, that's normal ish. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got she says, an, I got an eleven, which uh, succeeds my medicine and uh, first aid. So. She seems to have a little bit of trouble um, catching her breath. She says when she's going up the stairs. Um, it just in general, kind of, uh, she thinks it's chest congestion. She's probably catching cold mm. or something like that. Yeah. She's been drinking warm tea with uh, honey and lemon uh, for her voice, but. Uh, so, like, yes, this is all I can really tell you. I don't. I would say take it, uh, take it easy for tonight. Were you there's. There's Were you all practicing of us, mostly sorry, down here? Were you practicing mostly down here or in another part of the uh theater? Uh mostly down here for now. Okay. Uh we'll do a, a run through later on this afternoon before the uh the opera begins. Um there there suddenly is a commotion coming from the next room over. By the way, these are all ladies in here. Um there's noise coming from the uh, the room next door, and the uh, the the room op- uh, or the the door flies open, and a rather large fat um, man, uh, followed very quickly by a very small short man, um, he comes through in a very sort of blustering way, and he says. I don't care what you have to say. We need to, I, if if he's not going to sing, then, you know, we need to find someone. Uh, how can we, he's, he's just going on and on and on. And as he walks by you, he suddenly looks at you, Gunter, and his eyes go up and he says, who are you? Oh, I am uh, Gunter Block. We are here to... Uh... Check on Celine. She was. No, I don't uh, care uh, about that. Let me have a look at you. Oh. And he he grabs you by the shoulders and he sort of spins you around. And he says, "Yes, yes, yes, yes. You might work. You might work very well." Uh, for what, good sir? And he he turns to his assistant, uh, which he calls Turkey in uh, in Italian, and okay. Turkey says. Um, uh, do you have you ever been on stage before? Oh yes, often. And he's like, um, uh, "Senor uh, Juan Bautista, uh, something or other. Um, he needs uh, he needs somebody to be a supernumerary. Uh, he thinks you're, and and he suddenly gets interrupted by the the big fat man. And he says. You're taking too long to tell him. I need you to be a soldier on the stage during the opening sequence when uh, uh, the the whole opening scene where I'm about to go into the battle 
and you will simply be on the stage with the others, filling a place. You don't need to sing. You just need to stand there. That's it. Ah, oh, sounds, sounds uh, energizing, of course. It's of course. done. He snaps his fingers. And, and as he walks away, uh, his little assistant comes over and, and he like gets your information and wow. tells you that you need to be here at uh, 6 p.m. to get ready for the 8 o'clock uh, oh, opera. That makes sense, yeah. You can go up to the costumiers and make sure that it fits, but he's pretty sure your size, you'll, it'll fit just fine. Perfect. Oh, already got a job, Dorian. Look at that. <laughs> Maybe I should see if I need a cellist. <laughs> What a better way to get a closer look at what goes on than to be on stage. Yeah, you can't really recommend anything for Selena, except that she does look like she's got a a cold. Uh, I would uh, I would just take it easy and rest until the until the evening. Don't just just to clarify that too. Not so much a nose snotty cold. It's more of a chest. Chest mm-hmm. okay. Right. What would you like to do next? Uh, I need to go get fitted for my costume. I think you do, and I think um, I wonder if me being here with you, I could maybe be your backstage assistant, and I can be backstage for at the events. It might be. Why not? We they let us back here already. I. I, I can. Now, that, now, now that I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> the little guy comes back out of the crowd after he left. He thought that you wouldn't see him again, but he comes back very quickly and he hands you a tag. Oh, oh thank you. But, and uh, then he walks away. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, you, want, you wanted to go to the costume uh, Costume shop. And, yep. and I will follow. <laughs> Okay. So once again, up the stairs, around the side, up up towards the the back um, corner. If you were looking at the stage, um, if you were in the theater looking at the stage, it would be the top left-hand corner of the building, all the way in the top, as far as you can go. It's actually the easiest room to find because you just keep going in that direction and eventually mm-hmm. uh, you get there. Uh, the Costumiers is a tight, very, not cluttered, very well organized, but it's costumes and costumes and rows of them. And they're all these elaborate, extensively beautiful. There's there's rows of cloth. There's um, there's places where there's all kinds of bits and baubles and things that they can sew on to things. Um, and there are, just as you're getting there, at, at first when you walk in, there's nobody there. There's one young woman that's there, and she does not speak any English at all. So Dorian will have to help. Um, she explains that the, the other seamstresses went to church and they should uh, be back shortly. Um, she shows you around a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Do a spot hidden. Now, both of you can do a spot hidden, though. Come on. Is that 
fail. Uh, re regular success. Okay, regular success. One thing that you do notice is that the there's a back door to this room, but it's it's slightly open and it's open to a fire escape. So it's actually the outside of the building. Hmm. And it's three stories or four, four stories above the ground Ooh. below. Um, Interesting. It doesn't create much of a breeze and it's not open very much. It's just, you know, open about like that. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to do a luck to see if she notices. She does notice you noticing that. And she says, ah, it's broken. Bro broken? Yeah, the, the lock is broken on it. It won't close all the way. We're supposed to get it fixed, but that is the least thing that they're worried about right now. That is true. Um, how long has it been broken? We don't want, yeah. I know it's a small thing, but... I don't know. I'm I'm brand new working Are you here. Brand new? What oh. is your name? I'm, I... um, her name is uh, Maretta um, Sposito. Have your beautiful name. Beautiful name. About that time, the other three ladies uh, come up and join you. They are little old ladies. They are dressed oddly all in black. Um, they have little uh, photographs of Caterina uh, Cavallaro with them, which as they move in, they don't, they, they give you funny looks just like, um, why are there two men in the costumiers? Um, and they look at the young girl and they're, you can see there's this almost psychic exchange between them. Like, are you inviting men up here into our sanctuary while we're praying? You know, the very disapproving sort of look, but they settle into their, where their sewing machines are and they put their little, you know, Catalina Cavallaro icons uh, sitting there on their desk. And uh, one of them turns to the, the woman, uh, Moretta, and says, like, Moretta, uh, stop wasting time. Get back to work. We've got a lot of work to do. And she turns to you and says, excuse me. I, it's, it is okay. Uh, thank you for your assistance, Moretta. It was nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Show my tag so I what uh, costume I'm supposed to get. Um, one of the little old ladies looks at your tag, and she has to kind of you can tell she's been doing this a while, but her eyes are getting strained. So she looks at your tag. She looks up at you, and she doesn't say a word to you, but she stands up. She goes over and she pulls out a soldier's uniform, an Egyptian soldier's uniform, mm -hmm. and uh, she uh, has you put it on. And uh, she expects you to strip, take off your pants, take off your shirt, whatever. She oh, puts wow. you in the costume. She does some pinning. And after a couple of seconds, unceremoniously, she's just like, all right, take it back off. And off it comes. She points for you to put your pants back on. And then uh, shushes you out of the room. <laughs> Well, do you do you in the process of saying anything, Dorian? Um, 
Oh, yes, uh, I would say some too, but I'm trying to. Uh, uh, I, I would want to bring up uh, the, the curse, but I don't know how to word it in a way <laughs> to make them like, oh, go away. All right. I'm just Well, going to discreetly bring up the curse to them. I might flatter them with some nice Italian linguist. the uh, the second you say anything about the curse, <laughs> they gasp. They look at you. They cross themselves. I, sorry, I didn't, And I did not mean to offend. um and and they don't talk. They just they're not talking anyway, but they They go back to their work. Like, don't bring that evil back into this room. Well, Gunter, at least we know it strikes a nerve. Yeah. Sounds like it's not not here anymore, though. It's been moved. I I know she is new, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go over to Moretta and see if she's heard anything. Okay, if But you I, go over I to Moretta and start to talk to her, one of the I'll old be back. ladies, okay, well, one of the old ladies immediately says, she says to you in Italian, he says, you need to leave, old, uh, young man. Uh, we we uh, have work to do, and she's new, and she doesn't know anything. And so. Okay, okay, I will be respectful. Thank you for your time and thank you for fitting my friend. Um, I do apologize for bringing that into this Go, place. go, go. I am, I am like walking back and saying, oh, I don't want to get the wrath of an Italian woman. <laughs> So by now you've got kind of the hang of the building. You've gotten more familiar with it. You think you know what you're doing. Um, do you leave? Gun Gunter That was would not, that was not meant to sound creepy. I'm just, do you all get back together again at the hotel? yes Yeah, I think so. Okay. and yes And it's probably still mostly morning, you know, probably 11 o'clock, we'll say, when you get back together. Was there, was there anything else you guys wanted to do when you were out before you reconcur? Okay. We have to report to each other about our successes and failures. And once again, the gallery is kind of right there in the middle. So, yeah, you all end up back there for, for early lunch. Yeah, Um, also, uh, Dr. York and I have had so many coffees together that uh, it's important to repair to the hotel room before lunch. It's... Lots, a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. See. Yeah, All right. so we, uh, if anyone at the university knows anything about purchasing anything, we don't know where to look. That's a frustrating morning for us somewhat. It is into that is uh sad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but um development. I got, I got So a we part did in the have opera. an, yeah, we Yes. had an interesting encounter at the the uh, Dormo. Um, Oh. Gabriel, I I think we saw your rat. Oh, did you? 
We we failed to find any trace of it. Some strange elderly gentleman was, uh, I think, seeking it out to feed it. He had a jar of maggots, and I, I must have startled him. And he dropped the jar. The maggots spilled out. He ran away, and that that rat came out, gobbled up some some maggots and then scurried away before we could I mean it was so startling and so sudden we certainly weren't expecting it inside the church of all places so that uh, was quite mm. unusual we lost sight of him we lost yet. sight of both and uh, and the gentleman in question was um i would i would think uh you will agree dr dr york that he looked as if he had uh means Yes, he was not he was not a, a street person who feeds rats. He was yeah, a he, yeah, gentleman. He across, yeah, it didn't come across as some kind of rat catcher. Interesting. Well, Theodore and myself encountered a group of protesters who were protesting the murder of the union organizer Spinoza. Um, and I, I spoke with one of them and I have a long list of names. Uh, in case we come across any of these affluent people associated with the Alfa Romero company. I, I'm sure whoever Catalina got in the car with is somewhere one of these names, but we don't have enough to link anything uh, just yet. Given how friendly she was to us on the train, who knows how many people with money she is friendly with and would be delighted to see. But it's a fellow at the church with a jar full of rat grubs <laughs> could very well be driving around in Alfa Romeo. Uh, Gunther has a role in the uh, in the opera, and well, I was, will He wasn't kidding him. about this. I thought that was no. a joke. No, he's got oh. a role, and I will accompany him backstage. Don't tell me you are placing Miss Cavallaro. Oh. <laughs> No, no, no. This would be a magic trick. <laughs> no, just a, uh, a, a just a background soldier. So, and we found out a bit more about the costumier's curse. Uh, do not mention it up to the women in the costumiers, because uh, uh, they all tell you to basically go away. Uh, these three three older women, they were out praying and they had uh, icons of uh, Catalina. Oh, yeah, the widows. There were three widows that we saw at the Duomo yeah. in black weeds, yes? Yes. Little gold yeah. frames. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And there was a young, very beautiful uh, woman up there as well. And uh, one of the one of the performers came down with a chesty cough, cold, whatever. I assume it will, it will just turn into a cold. I told her to take it easily and continue what she was doing. But... Yeah. Perhaps her York will give a more thorough examination if we have the opportunity. And uh, the curse has apparently been going for, what, six, seven years, Gunther? Yep. But it is it then just vanished from up in the costume yards, and I believe it is uh moved on and as you know well i think taking i think on the theater. i think roland's theory about somebody hiding a 
the Defgar piece in that you described it as pretty labyrinth like yeah. seems like a perfect place to end. and six years ago I mean the note from Smythe said that there was a piece sold to somebody in Milan around the time of the Great War sure so that six years ago mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. that is where it's wound up and it's moved and maybe it was plaguing the ladies in that room because it, that's where it occupied. But now with this new production, they've moved, moved it for some purpose. Somebody's it, moved it. it knowingly, uh, knowingly or otherwise. That is true. And me and Block seemingly know the way now after being lost for three hours and then uh, being shown a map. And uh, we uh, we know our way around ish. <laughs> why I was going to accompany him backstage while he was performing. And then we have a view backstage where the four of you are watching. Mm. I guess. Is there I'm trying to think? In Aida, is there are are statues prominent in productions that I would be familiar with? The statues of Ramses and things like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's all set in Egypt. Um, but the statues are usually huge. Mm. Also, the way the piece that we found in Lausanne was, had infiltrated that space so thoroughly with the strange growth and things. I wonder if it did not, perhaps it, Perhaps the pieces behave differently based on their natures, though. Possibly. I feel like me and Gunther, and if someone else wants to accompany, uh, we need to have a little snoop backstage. If we believe that it is in the building, which it must be. Oh. Yeah. But the the costumiers just won't speak about it. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good spot to end it, and you guys can pick up here with your conversation uh, next week. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gassaway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, Josh Harwood, and John Hook, with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.